Welcome to a new episode of The Light and final installment of the Tribe Series. As always, I'm your host, Scott Pearson. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Big John L. Big John, what's good, man? What's up? Where you at, man? You know I'm right here, Scott. What's going on with you, man? Ain't nothing, man. Glad to hear your voice, man. I tell you, I wish we could do this every day, man. Final installment of the Tribe Series. So this is kind of bittersweet for me, man. Sweet because we got a chance to do trial. You know what I'm saying? Right. Bitter because after this, we're done with it. We can't talk about trial anymore. Well, I'm not going to say <laughs> anymore. I'm not going to say anymore, but, you know, if it was up to me, we would do trial 52 times a year. You know what I'm saying? But we got to move on, man. We got so many other artists to cover. We got so much other content to bring in and discuss, man. We got we to gotta put this to bed. You know what I'm saying? So this is the final installment. And I got to say, man, I got to say one thing, man. So I went back and listened to the last episode, and I want to apologize real quick. I talked a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of I, I, me, me, me. I didn't really get a chance to get your your feelings on, on Tribe. So I'm going to ask you some questions during this intro piece, if you don't mind. Go right ahead, man. I'm right here. So I know I know the answer to a lot of these questions, man. But, you know, we did a lot of talking about what Scott's favorite Tribe record is. And I think I said it's my favorite Tribe record after every track. What is your favorite Tribe record, man? Hmm. I would have to say that... Uh... My favorite tribe record of all time. All time. You're going to get one. All time. Mm-hmm. All time. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Description of a Fool. Description of a Fool. I think you said that on one of the, on yeah. one of the episodes. Why? Yeah, man. I mean, because in my opinion, just, just my opinion, I like, and, you know, for the last year, almost a year and a half, Scott, can you believe we've been doing the light podcast for almost a year and a half? Nah. You know, shout out to us. But as I've been saying, man, I like that honest that real that authentic hip-hop don't get me wrong i like slick rick don't get me wrong there's a lot of hip-hop that i like mm-hmm. but really 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 gets me you know what i mean is that honest depiction of hip-hop and i think you know out of the whole onslaught of tribe albums and individual cuts that they released i would have to say description of a fool is my favorite i mean i know we're going to get to it during this review but just to preface it real quick, it talks about it. It basically opens up with the definition of the word fool. Open up the book, read it, <laughs> turn the page, see what it says, read it, <laughs> read it to me, will you please? You know? And when you think about that, man, and you think about going through life, and you think, you know, for me, hip hop to me is very deep rooted within me. Um, because I think, you know, over the last 30 plus years since 1978, I mean, hip hop has been my music of choice. So with that being said, man, when you look at description of a fool, it talks about how, how can I say, it just gives a very accurate picture of how to be a fool, of how to live life the wrong way, you know, and they're taking it, you know, I, I oftentimes take the lyrics and I, you know, move them around a little bit to make them applicable to me. You know what I mean? Like Jay-Z lyrics. I mean, I, I'm not no drug dealer, but I want to master my art the same way he mastered his craft. And, you know, and my particular craft is, you know, my career, which is, you know, contract. So I, so I master that, you know what I mean? I'm to me in my mind (laughs) when I'm at work is the same way as, you know, Jordan being on the court when he's at work or, or Franco Harris running the ball, you know what I mean? They're in their zone, you know what I mean? They're in their thing and they're mastering their thing. So when I when I think about Tribe and they're all their cuts, description of a fool, 
when you look at those lyrics, and I'm and I'm I'm being hesitant because it's the intro, and I don't want to give too much of what I'm going to say away <laughs> for that particular track. So that's why I'm at a loss for words. But it's very accurate. Let, let me just say that, and you can apply it to many different situations. You know, it's just breaking down, you know, what not to be and how people look at what not to be sometimes as what we should be, and that's not the case. Yeah, man. So you you brought up something else too, man, and I want to kind of you know break formation here just for a second i know this is the tribe series man but you posted something today you posted a freestyle from the one and only black thought and um you know it, it touched me man because i think black thought is easily the most underrated mc in the game i consistently have been calling him a top three mc and i stand by that because right. nobody it seems like nobody ever considers black thought as that dude you know what i'm saying and i re I, I i shared your post to my page and i said one simple comment three words top three mc and the first comment was from one of my friends back home uh mike moore shout out mike moore much respect man uh he said top three mc whoa he's like jada kiss is number one <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean, nah, I mean, I had the same response. You know what I'm saying? I, st I, st I stepped back, I stepped back, and I was like, "Hold on, let me breathe, breathe, and let me respond." Because Jadakiss is dope. Oh, no doubt. But but he's not top three. But sorry, he don't talk about nothing. He could be one of the best in the game if he wanted to be. But he consistently talks about nonsense. You know what I mean? So he don't get it. But you're just saying that he's not a top three MC he because he doesn't because yeah. he hasn't elevated his rhyme style. He hasn't. Or or his content. You can nah. keep the same rhyme, rhyme style, but just elevate your content. Right. You find me another MC alive that has the message, the mic savvy, the cadence, the delivery, the career of a black dog. Hold your flicks, I'm not for the photo ops. It's black, code name Yafikoto. Ock my twist like a ratchet in the auto shop. Since granddaddy, old Soto stopped and he got the caddy. I've been gladly serving. Any y'all cats wanna act determined? Spit pesticides for rats and vermin. Seem like none of y'all chumps is burning. You're hopeless, and I'm a little better than dopest. Far from a brand new kid to showbiz. Trying to hold on, maintain my focus. Coming out the room with a cloud of smoke is rolling. With the punches, I survive and rock. Cause I keep the crowd alive. And the texture of my voice is coarse and kind of horse and like I'm throwing a thousand knives, man. Party people, gather round. What we have here is a brand new sound. Reach from my waist, you hit the ground. You better duck when that awful sound comes. Yeah, that's what's happening in the parking lot. Yeah, that's what's happening in the parking lot. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's what's happening. Check it out. 
You're talking about since 1994, the albums that the Roots have released. You're talking about a body of work that is unprecedented, in my opinion, from an importance to the culture standpoint. You can't say that a Jada Kiss is anywhere near a Black Thought. One of my comments to him was Jada couldn't even plug in Black Thought's mic, <laughs> let alone battle him in any type of a form. I mean, don't right. don't disrespect my man like that, Jada. Kiss, <laughs> right. Serious. Right. I would tell right. if I was if I was any part of 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 an of of open mic battle situation, and Jada Kiss called out Black Thought, I would call Black Thought. Don't even don't even come here. Don't even show up. All right. So now that I got that out. But let me just let me let me let me just say this though, okay. I, because you did say that you know Black Thought, and I was going to put this on your page, and I probably still still will. Okay, I think Black Thought has been underrated, overlooked because of the roots. Hmm. The, because you know when you when you think about the roots, man, everybody thinks about who. Everybody thinks about Quest, Quest Love. Yeah, everybody exactly. Quest, yeah. Every everybody thinks about Quest, right? Mm-hmm. When you when I think the casual average person thinks about the roots, they think Quest Love. Mm-hmm. They don't think Black Dot until recently. Now, because I love lyrics, <laughs> it didn't take me long to figure out who Black Dot was. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I definitely think he is one of the most underrated MCs. Mm-hmm. And you know how you and I despise lists. So for me, it's KRS and then everybody else. I don't. You can put them in whatever order. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Jay Z fan, but I would never say Jay Z is better than KRS. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean that's just you know that's blasphemy. Mm-hmm. You know KRS is the pinnacle that everybody should be striving to uh, reach. Well, but with that being said, yeah. But with that being said, man, I, I think that's the reason why mm-hmm. Black Thought is overlooked, man, because of Questlove and the Roots. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy that we're doing this. You know, Tribe Called Quest, and you bring that up. The same way Fife was overlooked because of Q-Tip. True. You know what I mean? I mean, Fife, I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody really thought Fife was that huge lyricist until about five to six, maybe, you know, almost 10 years when after Tribe Called Quest came out. It took people a minute to catch up with Fife. It was all about tip. Well, I think it was after low end. After low end theory, everybody was like, okay, Fife is a problem. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Midnight Marauders dropped. Yeah, then and, that's when it was. And it was yeah. over after that. God lives through. If you haven't heard <laughs> yeah. that track, you better get acquainted with it real quick because Fife destroyed that. Speaking of Fife, John, I got some important dates that I want to cover with you real quick. Now. November 19th, Linden Boulevard was officially renamed to Malik Fife Dog Taylor Way. Now, this was extremely important to the culture. I love when this happens, man. I love when the community comes together and things like this happen with respect to hip hop. This is this is something that was obviously long overdue. You know, Tribe put Linden Boulevard, put Queens, New York on the map. Right. LL did too. I'm not trying to take any away from LL. I'm not trying to take anything away from Nas. 
but Tribe is arguably as iconic as LL and Nas. And so when the community comes together and recognizes one of the most beloved members of one of the most beloved groups of all time, regardless of genre, that's a win for everybody, man. You know, hip hop is that influential. You know what I'm saying? It is that important. You're talking about a major thoroughfare in Queens, New York, renamed to Malik Fife Dog Taylor Way. That's monumental. You know what I'm saying? That's that's monumental. That means number one, Fife will never be forgotten. And because Fife right. will never be forgotten, Tribe will never be forgotten. And three days later, November the 22nd, Tribe's new album, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. Officially reached number one on the Billboard charts. That's after a 20-year hiatus. Nice. Now, I don't give a goddamn about Billboard or their charts. Tell them, <laughs> tell them why you mad, son. Yeah. Tell them why you mad. But I got to admit, that feels pretty damn good, John. <laughs> I got you. You know what I mean? But that feels pretty damn good. You the fact you. that Tribe is still that relevant, where the world is still yearning, you know, for their music. You know, 2016, this 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 thing is, has rounded out into a very special year, man. I mean, a couple albums also dropped, you know, kind of under the radar. You had Common. Common dropped his album, you know, Black America. Mm. Black America, again, that's one of my favorite songs, man. Common has turned into the mouthpiece of not just black people, but of conscious hip-hop. You know, he's the uh, hip hop Harry Belafonte, man. You know what? If you think about it, yeah, you said that before, man, and that's a really interesting analogy, a really interesting comparison, and I like it. Well, Harry Belafonte is my guy, man, because I guess my parents, man. You know what I mean? They were they were so Afrocentric, <laughs> to yeah. put it in today's terms. My you know what I mean? Yeah. They were all about the Black Panthers. They were all about understanding who you are, and take it even further. My entire, you know, family. You know, we're all like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so. You know, they used to teach me so many different things. And, you know, when my dad, you know, would put on this Harry Belafonte, he would be like, I listen to him, not because his music is nice, but because of how can I not support him because of. And I, you know, I buy his music because of, you know, and yes, he's a good musician, but that's just half of him. Same thing with Sammy Davis Jr. People, you know, forget that 1978, or yeah, which was the year that Rapper's Delight came out. That was 15 years post-civil rights. It, it, it really reveals a lot about how and why hip hop was, you know, why, why it was born. But anyway, so that's one of the reasons, you know what I mean, why I say what I said, man. Why I say what I said. And that's why I love when you, when you speak about that. You bring an element to this show that is so damn important, man, because it's the other side of it, the side that you don't really understand that ignited, you know, what it is while we're sitting here discussing these things. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, you do that every single week we sit down in front of these mics, man. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> nah, man, shoot. I, I learned. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm a fan of the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, but common, but common that that Black America again. You know, shout out to my uh, brother-in-law, uh, Garrett Jackson. Uh, you know, and him and I, we love that LP, man. That Black America again. If y'all haven't picked it up, pick up Common. And if you haven't, 
And if you're not sure about it, I mean, it's available on YouTube. Listen to it. Just have a listening party with yourself and then go out and buy it because it is so dope. It's It's so dope. And it's dope in a way where, like, I'm not going to go to the club and listen to it. It's dope in a way where it expands your mind in a way where, you know, it, it benefits you as a person. You know, not even right. not even a black person, a person. Right. You know what I'm That's saying? That's Harry Belafonte, man. Harry Belafonte went around the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Helping people in, you know, in impoverished situations. And I mean, he done he did so much. And then when you and he started it all with <laughs> music. These are people who use their platform, mm-hmm. in my opinion, in the correct way. Yeah, you can sing. Yeah, you can rap. But what else? What are you doing with that platform? How are you helping humanity with your platform? Because that's what we're all here to do. No doubt. But no doubt. um, but John, man, I think it's time to get it in, man. We got to finish this out review, man. And then, you know, uh, we got to let it do what it do, man. That's three minus four. Let's go. A little knowledge for your brains. The Tribe Called Quest logo? You know that, right? The Tribe Called Quest logo? He hand drew that? It's up there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Benita Applebaum, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Pubic Enemy, like everything off the first album, like, came from here. We did our first demo, like, Run DMC, they're from, like, up block 25th. You know what I'm saying? 205th, this is like 196. We, you know, we're very Run DMC inspired. You know what I'm saying? We had the song called Routine. You know what I'm saying? It was me doing a beatbox, some rock guitars, um, fife rapping, and tip rapping. You know what I'm saying? And we at first came from a studio. We had a manager at the time. His name was Randall. You know what I'm saying? He found us some little studio, some, I don't know, some studio. And, um, we were up in there like, oh my gosh, we got this, we got the tape, the demo back. I can't let's listen to it. So we're like at the at the radio, like listen like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Only to shop it and them just gun us down. Um, like it was funny, like all of our, our early stuff, they were just like, oh this sucks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this sucks. So um 25 years later, haha. No, nah, just playing. Now that's really cool, like, you know, I don't know. It's cool. That's just one of those things that um, it's really humbling, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to be thought and like they were thought of. And starting from these, these beginnings, like, you know what I mean? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Socialistic and eccentric. Body's healthy, mind is wealthy. Or stay flow that will propel me to be a native. Get creative, original, and designative. Listen to a line that's playing. Listen hard to what Q's saying. Politicians are magicians. Make your vote. 
senseless verbs. They all amount to crap that's heard. Violent hip hop, money flip flops. Promoters won't book, but it still rocks. I'm a Zulu, yes, a true blue. Red alert is with the poo poo. Ozone layer loses flavor. Is the you know, I could go on and on and on about the genius of Pizza like I did on the last episode. So I'm going to do an all-inclusive comment here right up front. Q-Tip is a fucking genius. Okay? I'm not going to say it no more this episode. You're, everybody knows how I feel about it. I'm not going to take it over like I did the last episode. You know, I, my, my apology to you was sincere. <laughs> but to, I didn't even see it that way, man, because of it, because if you know when we do something like a Jay-Z or Something like an LL, you know, I'm motor mouse. So. I know, I know, but <laughs> so I, just, I just figured I just sat back and let you drive, man. You know what I mean? It ain't no big deal. Yeah, but I'm just gonna throw that out there and make sure that you know, even the listeners know. You know what I mean? Listen, the production on this record right here, youthful expression, is one of those where you can cut off, you can cut off the lyrics. Just let that track just ride. It just goes, man. The way Q-Tip chooses his samples is so... Who is that on the sample, by the way? I have no idea. I'm going to have to research I couldn't that. find it. I couldn't find it. That's why I was, that's why I was asking you, man. But that I sounds like that sounds it. like some Sanford and Son type, you know what I'm saying, on top of... I don't know who is... I, don't, I couldn't yeah. find anything on this particular beat. Yeah, it's just a Rhodes organ with a kick and a snare. And then Q-Tip just works his magic. He found it somewhere, and he just looped that thing to perfection. On this album, and I could, I honestly, I could listen to it for an hour, just this track right here, you know. And then you add the vocals on top of it, Q-Tip, with his conscious, always conscious on this record, on his album, but his conscious flow on top of this, man. I mean, I got to take you to verse one, man, right in the middle, where he really starts getting into the pocket. If you ask me, man, he said, Afrocentric, I'm electric, socialistic, and eccentric. My body's healthy, my mind is wealthy. Thoughts they flow that will prepare me to be a native, get creative, original and designated. Listen to the line that's playing. Listen hard to what Q is saying. Politicians, they're magicians. Make your vote, they hope you're wishing. Ambiguous words, senseless verbs, they all amount to crap that's heard. Violent hip hop, money flip flops. Promoters won't book, but it still rocks. He's talking about the game on their debut album. And if you missed it, you missed it. <laughs> you understand? He's talking about the bullshit politics that go on in music, cross referencing that with the bullshit politics that goes on in government, and then, you know, making it all connected to what we consume as listeners of the art form. Violent hip hop, money flip flops. He's going at those artists and those groups that make violent hip hop, which was extremely popular back then at the time, 1990. And he's making it a function of those politics, man. So what do you think about that? You know me, mm -hmm. I love it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love it, man. Because <laughs> we were just talking about this in the intro. Uh, you know, when he says that I'm Afrocentric, we were, I was just talking about my parents. He's 18. Mm -hmm. How can he be so mature to come up with this view of the game? I mean, I don't know how many times he may have gotten turned down from other uh, A and R's. Mm -hmm. You know how long he was shopping before he got picked up. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it was too long for him to be only 18. And I mean, let's just be honest. The freaking album was dope. I think the first A and R that had to hear them had to be like, <laughs> "Yeah, sign him." <laughs> you know what I mean? We're yeah, 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 yeah. Sign him right now. 
Yeah, I think this is exactly But you know the game is stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but you know the game is stupid, and he's talking about the stupid side of the game. I mean, I would just be overstating what you already said. He's dope, man. You know, he, the thing I love, you know, about Tribe and what they represent is all about upliftment. It's about the culture. You know what I'm saying? It's about the message. I mean, just like you said, with verse 2, right off the top, man, with expressions, I'm guessing, 19 years is a youthful lesson. And he moves on to say, rhythmic love in my profession. He loves what he does. I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. I'm a producer. I love what I do. Hips, they gyrate. Scripts, I narrate. I produce music. I write rhymes that influence and hopefully build upon, you know what I mean, your, your psyche. Right? No banana, I ain't a primate. Ain't no soul glow, just an afro. The head is bred to let the thoughts grow. Now, see, John, perfect example right there, man, of Q-Tip's level of responsibility that he held to himself. He wasn't just doing this just to do it. He was learning you. <laughs> right. He right. was learning you. He's telling you the head is bred to let the thoughts grow. You know, so he's making this music for the specific reason, you know, to add value to who you are, to help you think about what's going on, to help you think about who you are and how important you are to this culture. And, you know, I, I just got to say one one part of that verse again. <laughs> Hips, they gyrate. Scripts, I narrate. Man, is that Bonita Apple Bone right there? All connected. Man, I love when artists do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's all connected. Quest man. To, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just to finish off that that verse, quest together to lands of never. Sleet and snow and storm can't sever. Tribe is growing. Never know when. For this time, six necks may show in. Dialogue have been accepted. Negatives have been rejected. That's the music. Negro music. It's here for you all, so you must choose it. So he just explained to you right there. Come on. The essence of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's... it's Negro music, but it's for everybody. Hip-hop is for everybody. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's not a Puerto Rican thing. It's not a Chinese thing. It's not an Asian thing. It's an everybody thing, man. Devoted to the arts are moving, but the rhythm's happening and it's moving up. The job has been on hold for much too long. Don't fear the rhythm because the strong on the corners. Brothers bop their heads from the high tops to the naughty dreads. I'm a newbie and y'all look what we did. Took the crust away from the third island. Now it's kind of open, lost to see the sight. Rhythms of the tribe, which is passed out right. Night after night, day after day. Quest of all the rhythms of the native tongue way. Rhythm is the key as we open up the door. Things a beat boy has never seen before. Polyrhythmatic with a big fat boom. You have an orgasm as you start to consume the ghetto beat. With a ghetto point. Yeah, it's from the heart, cause it's from the home. Jerobe, fight, Fali, Shahid. Call me Koala, got what you need. You're a disc jock, then jock this. Rhythms can't lose, rhythms can't miss. If you feel uptight and you need to freak, it'll be alright once we drop this beat. You can't discuss the song without discussing the title of the track, okay? Rhythm devoted to the art of moving butts. In case you was confused <laughs> about what Q-Tip's intention was about this track or what he was or the message he was trying to convey. 
you've been informed. You've been duty dutifully notified. Is that the right way to, is that the way to say it? <laughs> we will let it ride because we're talking about hip hop, so you can mash up words all you want. Go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, obviously I'm feeling the title of the track. It describes very nicely the intent of not just this track, but the group of a tribe called Quest. I'm talking Jerobi, Ali, Fife, and Tip. You know, I, I know, you know, I got some comments back from the, the last couple of episodes, and a lot of people feel like I'm singling out Q-Tip, and I'm not talking about Fife, I'm not talking about Jerobi, I'm not talking about Ali enough. And, you know, I say to them, just like I say to anybody else, this whole first album is all Q-Tip. <laughs> that was not a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Me talking about Tip is done on purpose, man. He produced this album and he wrote the lyrics to all the songs. You know what I mean? So I'm going to give that man his respect. And he's also my favorite artist, so there you go. <laughs> but then again, at the end of the day, guess whose podcast is it? It's like, nah, I ain't going to say that. I was going to say that, man. I was going to say that. I just wanted to, nah, I just just wanted to acknowledge the comment. I mean, out of respect, much respect for that comment, but... It is what it is. It's a fact. You know what I mean? You can research it all you want to. Q-Tip did the entire album himself. Period. It is and, it's, it is. and it's kind of one of those things, man. How can you not, I mean, how can I say, how can you not talk about Tip on this album? Now, you're talking about Midnight Marauders. You're talking about Low End Theory. Yeah, we're going to talk about Fife more. But on this one? Hey, if we was talking about this last album... Uh, different, uh, another different story. I mean, the, you talking about the emergence of Jerobi. Jerobi did his right. thing on this last album. Right. You know, keeping things focused. Again, another track where they continue their introduction to the game. Just look, look at what look at what Ali said to bring in the track. He said it's a new decade. It's a new time. Things have changed. The native tongues are about to proceed with the usual lingo, the usual rhythm. And then Q-Tip goes in. He tells you who tribe is and who they're meant for and who's checking for them. The tribe has been on hold for much too long. Don't fear the rhythm because it's strong. On the right. corners, brothers bop their heads from the high tops to the natty dreads. I'm a Nubian, y'all. I'm a Nubian. Look what we did. Took the crust away from the third eyelid. Now it's kind of open. Longs to see the sight. Rhythms of the tribe, which is passed outright. Night after night, day after day, questing for the rhythms of the native tongue way. Rhythm is the key as we open up the door. Now, where, where have you heard that before? If rhythm is the key, just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs because I moved just like Lou Brock. That's that. Speed. I'm agile. <laughs> Plus, I'm worth your while. <laughs> 100%. Intelligent black child. There it is. <laughs> Come on, man. But it starts here. It starts right, right. here. Rhythm is the key right. as we open up the door. Things a b-boy has never seen before. Polyrhythm. You know who he's talking about there, right? Who he's talking about? You know that was a shot at LL right there, right? Mm. The number one b-boy. Come on now. I think. Come on now. I think what he's doing here. I, I, I disagree. I see where you're coming with that. I think what he's doing here is he's signaling a changing of the guard. Right? Like I was telling you before, man, three feet high and rising. Actually, before that, man, I think EPMD signal the changing of the guard. I'm talking about that creative sample-based production, right, where they bring in jazzy loops, you know, full, uh, 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 funk and soul and things of that nature. I think here what Q-Tip is saying, these B-boys ain't never heard no songs like this before. They used to dance on top of breakbeats 
but we bring in, right. in these we we bring in these jazz samples. You ain't never heard this before. Well, don't forget, this is just three months after LL released "Mama Said Knock You Out" album. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I honestly think that he was like you said. It was the change. I agree with you. Mm. I think it did signal the changing of the guards, and I think this right here, things a b-boy never seen before, mm-hmm. was a because it because it was a direct divergent from LL, from Run DMC. Oh, I got what you said. From from those quintessential b-boys, right. and who was the number one b-boy of all time? That's LL. You you follow what I'm saying? So I'm not saying it was a shot at LL like like a punch in the nose. I'm saying it was a shot at LL as as far as his rhyme style, his rhyme career. I'm coming in. I'm I'm taking this over. I got you on that. And you know what? I don't think I disagree. I think I think what I was saying just piggybacked on what you were saying. But I just love how he describes his sound. Polyrhythm addict with a big fat boom. So he's still loyal to that boom bap hip hop sound that was still prevalent back then. And still is prevalent. But not now. the people. But he, but but not he's separating him. Yeah. Don't forget, man, this is Zulu Nation. Right. This is this is much you different. Know, this is much different right. than a breakbeat. This ain't no breakbeat. Exactly. This is a song. This is a carefully crafted song. Sophisticated, complex. He said, it, you know, he, he goes on to say, you have an eargasm as you start to consume it. The ghetto beat with a ghetto poem. Yeah, it's from the heart because it's from the home. And then, you know, and as I read this, I start to feel bad, man, because like, like, like that listener commented on our last episode, how I always talk about just tip, 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 tip. I don't talk about the other members of Tribe. Q-Tip always talks about the other members of Tribe, even though they really didn't have as much to do with the production and the, creati- in the, in the creation of the album as he did. He was on to say, Jerobi, Fife, Ali, Shahid, call me Koala, I got what you need. So he's always bringing him in. Come on, let's go. Come on, Jerobi. Come on, Fife. Come on, Ali. Let's go. And as you always say, John, a high tide lifts all boats, man. Amen. You know what I mean? Request around for the musical heart. That's my favorite line out of the whole verse. Dip, dip, dive to the socialized. Issued rhythms that are on the rise. Step right up with an open circuit. Get this current. Don't you know it's worth it? Presented with tribe centricity. Compared, don't you know? Bob electricity. Strong like a bomb. Quick like a comet. Can I get whatever from Mr. Muhammad? All right, John, here we go. Next track, man. Mr. Muhammad. Now, real quick, man. Can we can we talk about the production real quick? <laughs> huh? Can we? Can we? Since since Scotch Chocolate is the producer extraordinaire for the Light Podcast, I will let you lead on this one. Because, oh, man, go ahead. Well, I mean, one of my good friends, Marcus Davis, said to me, man, he said, a good producer, a great producer... You know, forget about talent. Forget about, you know, technical ability. You need taste. You mm-hmm. understand? You need taste. You need to be a lover of music. Not just hip-hop music. Not just R&B music. You need to be a lover of music. The fact that he chose this sample, and, you know, it's quite obvious where he got it from. That's that Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, what is it? Brazilian what? Brazilian rhythm quote. And he just wrote that throughout the whole joint, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Earth, Wind & Fire, Brazilian Rhyme. I mean, the fact that Q-Tip 
pulled this and, and, and used it for this song right here. It made it. It made the song. So I just think I think Q-Tip is, is more than just a great loop picker, more than just a great sampler. He's a lover of music. This song here follows the formula. We haven't said that in a long time, John. Oh, my goodness. Right? But this song follows just, the formula. You got to pay tribute to your DJ. You got to. Right. No doubt, man. And I let me tell you, that back in the day, that Earth, Wind, and Fire, that was it. Um, if I could take you to the roller skating rink <laughs> and hearing that cut, man, that was everything. No Earth, doubt. Wind, and Fire, for people who don't know, the podcast listeners and really those music, you know, casual fans who listen to us, and we appreciate you. And I've, you know, I had a young lady from Canada, or not, excuse me, not from Canada, but from Australia hit me up via Facebook, talk about, you know, I really appreciate your podcast because I learned from it. And that's what we're here for. But just understand, you know, we're talking about it for everybody to bring every, because you got to meet people where they are with their knowledge. So when you think about Earth, Wind, and Fire, for you casual fans out there, don't really, you know, aren't that old to really understand the impact Earth, Wind, and Fire had on music in the 70s, it was amazing. Earth, Wind, and Fire in the 70s, along with the Commodores, and, you know, I can keep going on with so many different... But Earth, Wind, and Fire was like that quintessential funk band. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, they had the lead singer and Philip Bailey. I mean, they were ridiculous. For them to sample this beat, man, and then use it on the breakdown, mm-hmm. they knew they had a hit, man. No doubt. And to use it to pay homage to their DJ, Ali Shaheed Muhammad. You got to pay... Homage, you got to tribute your DJ. He's the one that rocks the party. He's the one that keeps it going when you're on stage. And I think <laughs> I think they did a damn good job. No doubt, man. No doubt. Every time, you know, because their lyrics are so compact in this, that's one of the other reasons I like this cut so much, because their verses are short, mm-hmm. because they're riding this music. Well, yeah, they want to you know give, I mean? give Ali a chance to, you know, show what he's got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he he shows out. <laughs> Muhammad, he plays his role in this group, man, in Tribe. He plays the back. He plays the background. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I got to believe that Ali Shaheed had a lot of influence. You know, he, he contributed a lot to the production, to the vision, to the sound of not just this album, but all the Tribe albums, man. So much respect, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, man. Much respect. No doubt. And verse, verse two, Fife, <laughs> sitting on the dock. Fitting to make a wish. Muhammad, oh, Muhammad. Damn, you're quite a dish. <laughs> Kid, you want some more? Muhammad pushed a button. Sample sing the score. Adia, adia, adi, adi, adi. Oh, you, just man. you just couldn't help yourself from singing that, could you? I just couldn't help myself, man. That's that earth, wind, and fire, man. It's in me. That's that 70s, man. That's that Saturday morning clean the house music. Yeah. 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 
I think you should. But I can't. I'm plagued by vegetarians. No cats and dogs. I'm not a veterinarian. Strictly collard greens and a occasional steak. Goes on my plate. Asparagus tips look yummy, yummy, yummy. Candy M's inside my tummy. A collage of good eats. Some snacks, some nice treats. Apple sauce and some nice red beets. This is what we snacked on when requested. Now, I don't know about you, but this song here reminds me of like one of those, I don't know, after school specials, like schoolhouse rock. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right. Like teaching you how to eat right. <laughs> right, no doubt. You know what I mean? They got like a little catchy tune. You know what I'm saying? Like this is one, I got you. This is one of them tracks where like they're trying to teach you some responsibility. You know what I mean? Eat right, do right, good, you know, feel right, live long. You know what I'm saying? See, and, 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 and you, you open up all the time, <laughs> and then you say everything, <laughs> and then you, I'm, I'm over here like, okay, well, let's just talk about the lyrics, because, I mean, you pretty much sum the song up. Yeah. yeah it's not, I mean, it's I, I mean it's schoolhouse rock. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. I mean, but they do say some pretty clever things in here. I, I think this was just one of those, yo, guys, you know, we're almost finished with this album. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't why don't we just have a little fun right here, you know what I mean? Why don't we just have, a, I think this is one of their, let's just, Let's just kick it in the studio and see what comes out. You know what, too? It's funny you mention that, man, because it's one of the few tracks where they're all present. Exactly. All four of them present. So, like, I've done some, you know, over the years, you know, I researched the history of Tribe. That's obviously my favorite group of all time. And you get conflicting reports about what the original intent of the group was. And in, some, in, in some articles I've read, it was just supposed to be Q-Tip and Ali. That's it. Fife and Jerobi were supposed to be doing their own thing. And then I think Tip was supposed to be making, you know, producing tracks for them. And they kept coming in, you know, trying to do their own thing. And they eventually formed what we now know as a tribe called Quest. So I think a lot of the earlier tracks that don't feature anyone but Tip, you know, that's the reason. Because it was supposed to just be Tip with, you know, Ali helping with the arrangement. But here, I mean, I think this might have been done later on in the game, towards the end, like what you just said. Because they're all there. Jerobi, Fife, Ali, Tip, they're all there. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a fun track. It's just a fun track, you know, talking about their lifestyle. You know, them trying exactly. to educate us on what we should be thinking about, you know, from a health perspective. You know? What they tell you at the end of verse one, man. You know, this is this is what we snack on when we're questing. So when we're all hanging out, kicking it together, and we're on tour, we're not sitting there every night hitting McDonald's and the best steak place in town and all that nonsense. You know what I mean? We're it's that whole mind, body, soul, clean type situation. No doubt, man. You know what I mean? So they're so they're talking about that side. And I honestly think this is just a freestyle in the studio because they were bored. Yeah. And and it turned into something more. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to Say the track isn't a worthy track for the album, but I say, you know, on on this entire album, man, this is probably the weakest track. It's it's a fun you know? track, no doubt. You know, it's very simple. The lyrics aren't as complex right. as what we're used to hearing from from Q-Tip and all that. You know, but um, I think it's just I think I think without thinking too hard about it, it's just them doing a track. For the people, you know what I mean? Just for, you know, something fun, something educational for the people. It's also very timely, to be honest with you, that we're talking about this, man, because um, I'm on a diet, man. I'm trying to get myself down. 
I got you. I'm trying to get myself down, and uh, you know, listening to tracks like this keeps me motivated, especially the tribes doing it. You know, talking about ham and eggs and keeps you, you know, gives you high cholesterol and snacking on asparagus. You know, I only eat chicken and collard greens and things of that nature, man. But you know, we got to get right, John. We got to get right for 2017, man. I don't disagree, man, because I honestly believe that you know. As, as you get older, your eating habits should change. I ain't going to go all the way down that whole path. <laughs> but, um, you know, but the track, man, just back to the track, I mean, mm-hmm. it does talk about, like you said, that healthy eating lifestyle. And you got to think when this came out, you know, it was all about the food pyramid and all the meals per day and eggs and bacon was part of the food pyramid as what you should be eating. And because they're part of the Zulu nation and things of that nature, they're talking about the no pig, you know what I mean? That's when this is, you know, one of the earlier tracks where you're starting to hear, I guess, what you can say, you know, that rapping against the swine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but it's a fun track, man. You know what I mean? It, definitely something you can, the production is crazy. Always. Simple. You know, the production is crazy, though, man. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough about the production, but as far as the track, I think it's just something fun you can kick back to. Yeah. Speaking of the production, man, it's Q-Tip is very uh, minimal with his kicks and snares, like that boom bap. You know, it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he, he even repeats them. He'll even use the same pattern, like the same. Oh, yeah. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. But um, real quick, just a little trivia. What do you think he used for that for that sample? See, you always get me with this, and I don't appreciate that because you're putting me on the spot. Well, to be fair. I was fair, supposed to be a hip-hop aficionado. To be fair, to be fair, it wasn't like I had it on the brain. I went and got it. I went and researched it. Okay. All right. So then I, then I won't feel too bad about the whole, you're, you're treating me like uh, since it's holiday season, everybody watches Charlie Brown, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're treating me like, you know, I'm about to kick the football and you're going to pull it away. So I know the answer. Is it going to be close? So I'm not even going to attempt to even insult anybody. I'm nah. just going to go with the I don't know. I, hey, I didn't know either. That's why I went and got it. <laughs> Free to pain. We've got to find a way back to love. See, I would have never guessed Me neither. Free to Pain. Me neither. I don't see her singing a fast track, so he had to do some serious engineering on this to speed that up probably. Or some serious digging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because what, she was, was she 50s, 60s? Uh, so this 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 particular record came out on an album released in 1973. Wow. Yeah. What's your name again? Frida Payne. The name of the album Free is Reaching Pain. Out. The name of the record is We Gotta Find a Way Back to Love. Ayo, bro, here's your lesson. Even though the rain starts pouring, start reaching, start soaring. Don't stop if you do, you're stalling. Rhythm savior, hear your calling. 
Instrumental to be free, B. Go ahead in the rain and you'll see. This right here is a feel-good track. Right, we're gonna no get in, we're gonna get into why in just a little bit, man. But I can't stop talking about the production first, and I want to keep on playing this production game with you, all right? Because <laughs> it makes me look really intelligent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's first talk about the intro, how the song begins with the with the Jimi Hendrix. One of the things I love about Q-Tip's production, man, is um, he's so damn creative with it. Right, like the feel, we call it the filler, right? You know, bringing in right. like Jimi Hendrix to to, to start the to song. open the track up. Right, yeah. I mean that's for the people that know, that can hear Jimi. <laughs> no doubt, we've heard that before. I think you mentioned that, of course, a, a, of course, a, a of course, episodes ago. But um, he sets the tone right there, letting you know how deep his musical knowledge is. Okay, I mean I can sit up here and pretend that I know. You know, and break down Q-Tip's track, but I'm just using Google like anybody else. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna throw the ball back at you. What's the first thing you hear when you hear this song? Forget about the lyrics for a second. Well, for me, man, the first thing I heard, man, was slide, man, and you know, son of son of slide to be exact, and that was by Slave. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I hear Lakeside, Fantastic Voyage. That's me, though. But. Scotch chocolate. Tell me what you're talking about. I heard Fantastic Voyage. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I heard Fantastic Voyage. And obviously I was wrong because it wasn't Fantastic Voyage. You know, you were correct. It is Slave, Son of Slide. But what's interesting is Fantastic Voyage came out much later than Son of Slide. And the, the variances between the two songs is not that much. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I mean, the beat is right on. It's almost spot on, man. So what year was that that uh, Son of Slide came out? 1978. 1978. So much, much earlier than uh, than. I was at the roller skate rink to this one. Right, and Q-Tip didn't even do anything to disguise the fact that he. Nah. I said, but he just lifted it right off that, right off the record, and put it right into the song. Yeah, he did. And just you know mapped his his kicks and snares around it. You know, he wrote that sample for the entire song, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. It Without was, a doubt. It was, Without a doubt. It was completely funky. The song, like I said before, is a positive song. It's a feel-good song. It's about. You know, uplifting yourself out of life's circumstances, you know, because for some people, life sucks until they realize that it doesn't. The onus is on you to pull yourself out of your circumstance and make the best out of your situation. He said, don't let the storm of life scare you. Get funky. Let me prepare you for the days of grimness and depression. Hey, yo, bro, here's your lesson. Even though the rain starts pouring, start reaching, start soaring. Now, I can sit here and be holier than thou and say this is how hip-hop should be always at all times. But just like we talked about a few episodes ago, hip-hop means different things with different people. It's a reflection of your circumstances. It's a reflection of your environment. T.I. said it best. I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or something like that, where he was kind of, you know, responding to those that said that hip-hop is tearing down the culture. You know, all the, the talk about drugs and, and all the nonsense. It's a reflection of the artist. It's a reflection of his environment. We may not like it, but we may come from different environments, different circumstances. Right. You know what I mean? Obviously, Q-Tip comes from a much more stable environment, you know, a much more conscious, a much more uplifting, positive situation. So his lyrics reflect that. You know what I'm saying? And this is, I guess, why I responded and, I, and, it's, and it resonated with me much more, man, because my mom was always on me about improving myself, about working hard to... to to take myself to a higher plane. You know what I mean? So when I hear this, 
you know, I hear the lessons that my mom was teaching me and my, and, and my dad. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to get deep like that with you. Man, uh, but. No, you should get deep. And that's that Saturday morning while you're cleaning the house. This is this is right. that music, man. Right, right. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons why Q-Tip's music resonated with not only you, but with so many other people like myself mm-hmm. once I got into it because the samples that he used on a lot of his tracks were right there from the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, when a lot of our parents were listening to music. So naturally, that's the music we heard. Naturally, it's the music he was hearing. He was listening to music at a very early age. Very early age, <laughs> just like us, man. A, a very early age, mm-hmm. you know? You know, I, I got to assume that he didn't pull these samples, like you said, you know, by accident. He had, nah. these, he had these sounds in his head, man. And this one here, like you said, Fantastic Voyage came out in 1980, you said? Fantastic Voyage, yeah, it came out in 80, 81, something like that. I remember seeing him okay. on... On Solid Gold or, uh, what was it, uh, Soul Train or something like that. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast with you, Scott, because we talk about, like, more than just the music and how these people are inspired to create the music that they're creating mm-hmm. and how their inspirations come directly from the music from our parents. And people often, you know, it's, it's kind of a question, like, how did hip-hop become what it is right now? And this is one of the quintessential reasons why. No doubt. Find and rest this. Open up the book. Read it, read it. Turn the page. See what it says. Read it to me, will you please? That's you, cause of the way you act Standing on the corner selling jumbos Scaling your friends and also your foes What's the matter with you boy? You big galoot, you nincompoop What's wrong with you? You can't compete? Don't fix your lips to tell me you can Standing on the bully playing push a man What you got to do with yourself? Can't you be somebody else? Look at you, describe to a T You're a fool of many in society I know some more, I shall go on and continue in the song, Fool the Fool. This particular track right here, man, like I said earlier, the description of a fool is one of my favorite tracks because, in my opinion, man, what Tip was talking about on this track was how hip-hop was moving in such a gangster and disrespected way towards, towards women. You know, you figure at the end of the 80s, the beginning of the 90s, you started hearing more of that, you know, nigga bitch in a lot of hip-hop and dope man, dope man in a lot of hip-hop. Which, don't get me wrong, there's a large part of that that I, that I do like, and I'm not judging it. You have artists like Ice-T, you have artists like N.W.A. You, I mean, you have these artists that are out there that I was rocking. I was rocking dope man, dope man, wow. You know, but that wasn't, in my opinion, that's not what hip-hop was in its totality you know what i mean that was just a small section of it and here comes tip with his debut album and he's already you know because we already talked about how advanced the young man was or is and he's already seeing in my opinion the direction hip-hop was about to take so he's talking about standing on the corner (laughs) selling jumbos you know what i mean you're tearing down your community because you're selling all that stuff to your friends and your foes. Right. You know, you're crushing your community. And he calls you big galoot. You didn't compute. What's wrong with you? You can't compute. I mean, standing on the pole, playing pusher man. One of my favorite movies of all times is Superfly. And one of my favorite tracks of all time is Pusher Man. Curtis Mayfield. 
I mean, and you know, and NWA took it took it later and 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 mobbed it up and mixed it up. I knew exactly what he was talking about from the very entrance of this particular cut. It's not my favorite produced cut by Tribe. I got to say that, and I think a lot of people skipped over it because when you come off of what we just talked about and you had basically a whole funk ride for about two to three cuts, and then you come into this one, it seems a little out of place with their production, I gotta be honest. But the lyrics are completely dope. Well, it's funny you mention that, man. It's funny you mention that because this is probably one of the few tracks that Tribe has done where I didn't hear the production because the lyrics resonated with me so, so much, man, even at a young age, because Q-Tip was the antithesis of what mm-hmm. was really going on in hip hop. I mean, take away Chuck D. Chuck D was conscious, you know, uplifting, positive, you know, but militant, right? Q-Tip right. was seen as soft because of lyrics like this. I mean, he he opens up the song in such a monumental and clever way. Fool, defined in Webster's, open up the book. He's like, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what a fool is. Get a book and read it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And learn it for yourself, what a fool is. And he, then he proceeds to tell you with three distinct examples of what a fool is. And he begins to describe the people that we all know and see on the block, back where we from. He's not attacking them. He's trying to learn them. He's trying to teach them a better way. But he's teaching them a better way by showing them a mirror. Like, look at yourself, man. Look at what you're doing and what you're doing to the community. Like, right. I, I know I'm trying to reach you. I know I'm trying to make you a fan of mine because at the end of the day, I got to make money off this. What's more important than me is teaching you a better way, showing you how foolish you look so that I can turn you into a better man, turn you into a better woman, right? And the three examples that he chooses, we all know, whether they're people in our families, our friends, you know, we all know people like that. So just like you said, John, the first example he gives you is that dude on the corner, you know, pushing that poison, you know what I'm saying? What you, right. got, what you got to do with yourself? Can't you be somebody else? Look at you, described to a T. He's going back to that definition in Webster's, right? Did you read that definition I told you to read of a fool? Remember Talk that? about it. Talk now, about it. Look at you. You're a fool of many in society. I know some more, so I shall go on and continue in the song. Fooled the fool, which means I was successful. I was able to tell you about yourself. Now, let me continue and give you some more examples. Crazy song, man. You know, he talks about in verse two, the girl I talked Mm-hmm. The girl I talked to, she's sort of neurotic. Mm-hmm. Her crazy ex-boyfriend is really psychotic. Mm-hmm. Scares the girl by threatening her in her life. Says, girl, you're dead if you're not my wife. Right. Beats her in public, beats her in private. Tried it around me, almost won't buy it. Mm-hmm. Said, forget him. Don't, don't you know he's a loser? Here he is talking about a female who is in a domestic violence type situation. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to convince her to leave the dude that's battering her. What does right. that sound like, man? That's, I mean, when you think about the 80s, you know, people may not remember, but beating your wife wasn't necessarily something that you were going to get in trouble for in the, in the 70s and early 80s. I mean, that's just the, hate me for saying it, but that's the truth. 
And there are plenty of examples of people who later on in life, when their lives got exposed, they've been, you know, shown that they were beating women back in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. It mm-hmm. was an issue with getting women to stand up to their spouses who were battering them. And Q-tip is, is, is basically defining here, you know, bro, chill with that. You're a fool, man. Chill with that, you know. Beats her in public, beats her in private. I mean, only a fool abuses his girl. Only a, only a fool abuses her boyfriend or whatnot. But it happens, right. it happens every day, and he's trying to help you understand that that's dumb shit. You know, and um, again, I go back to how young Q-Tip was at the time. He was dropping these jewels of knowledge right. you know, and uh, self-expression. But, you know, to be that young and to understand the game at, at such depth, I mean, it's... it's it's amazing to me. I got to wonder who was guiding this, this young man at the time, man. I guess being part of Zulu Nation, you know, being taught those lessons, you know, and then trying to, you know, shine some light on those lessons here in his tracks. I mean, it was very effective, man, because, again, as a young man listening to this song, it was, it went such against the grain. I mean, nobody was really telling me this back then. You know, hey, man, right, right. you a fool. You out there standing on the corner, you look stupid, man. Music is a scrub woman, clearing away the dirt and grime. Music is a girl child, simple, sweet and beaming. A thousand years old, cold as sleet and scheming. Wise and patient, unfathomably kind. Music is the woman you always wanted to find. As fragile as a flower, a single petal of a rose. And what you think you think, she already knows she knows. A system of ribbons, a multiplicity of ramifications, sparkling from her brain down through her core. A million facets of gossamer sensations, and you could be the most inadequate bore. Music is a gorgeous bitch, a volcano of desire, makes your blood to boil as you get higher and higher. I'm just a, I'm just a, um, a conduit. I'm just a, um, a portal, and it comes from somewhere, from up above, from somewhere that I don't know, and it flows through me and it comes out. So I think that that's the only claim that I could lay to the relationship. I guess like when I think about it and look at it afterwards, you know, a lot of people, you know, in those situations, and you're like. Wow, did I say that? Or did I do that? I didn't think I was capable. You know, when you're in that state, when you recognize what 
what this thing is that you're checking out, you're not capable. But when you are free and when you're not aware, when you're like in a state of like kind of unconsciousness almost, you're able to do anything because your mind is not attached to it. All of that is turned off and it's just vibe and feeling. So as so as always, podcast listeners, you know, we had a great time breaking down the Tribe Call Quest. You know what I mean? So but with that being said, I mean Scott, I don't know about you, but I don't think we could say too much more about it, could could we? Um we could always say more about trial. <laughs> but again, <laughs> See, like I, I was told, setting you up for that one because I know it's your favorite. Yeah, I'm biased. I'm biased. I am not to be trusted in any conversation <laughs> involving a tribe called Quest or Nas. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're going to get that that type of perspective from me, man. Right. But, um, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, the fact that we got to spend, you know, these past three episodes digging into a tribe called Quest has been it's been a dream for me. And obviously it's the reason why, you know, we even started the show was to go over, you know, groups and artists. Like you know, like a tribe called Quest. This is what I this is what I wanted to do from the beginning. So the fact that we got a chance to spend three episodes doing it, bro, it's been a dream. I can't wait to see who we do next and with this series type of uh, breakdown the way to, the way that we're doing it now. You want to give but, me some hints or you want to just leave it out there? Nope. Uh, nope. You got it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But, like <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, man, I want to give a couple shout outs. And of course, you know, I would not, would not want this all to end this particular episode without giving much love to my daughter, M. She's turning 16 this week, guys. And stop, let me tell you. I know a lot of people don't think Kevin Hart's funny. But when he said I wasn't ready. <laughs> I mean, it's that. I mean, I've never, I, I've never felt that statement more than right now. I wasn't, I'm not ready. <laughs> My little baby girl, she's turning 16 years old. And I can tell you, man, you know, on the day we brought her home, you know what I mean? We had the little bassinet joint in the bedroom and stuff. And our bathroom, of course, is off our bedroom and everything. And uh, about a week or so, you know, so she was sleeping in there, right? So I'm up in the morning, man. I'm in the back, a tie on, right? And brush my teeth, all that nonsense, and I'm just putting my tie on and everything. And I happen to look over, and she's looking at me through the bars of her bassinet. And I have that photo, and every year on her birthday, I post that photo. So I'll be posting that photo this weekend because she's turning 16. And let me tell you, man, every time I look at her face, that's the face that I see. And I sat there and I took about five or six pictures. And just so I could always remember that face, man, because that is, you know, it's funny. When my daughter was born, I cried like a baby. When my son was born, I didn't shed a tear. <laughs> <laughs> my son was born, I said, look at those stones. And the doctor started laughing. <laughs> but uh, that was a true statement, though. Boy, you got a great set of stones. But anyway, um, it was a good kid. But my daughter, Mac M, she is so spectacular. Everything she touches, everything she's involved in, she, she sings. She's a cheerleader at her 
you know, at the local high school. She runs track. I mean, her grades are great. I mean, she's such a great Christian. She's such a good kid, man. I, I, I could not have asked for, I couldn't have written down a list to God and say, give me all these attributes. I'd have left some of this stuff out. You know, she's such an amazing young woman, and uh, I'm very proud to say that I, that she's my daughter. And happy birthday, M. Daddy loves you. Over the last couple of weeks, I mean, I've been involved with a lot of different things. I was in Pittsburgh, PA, with the Cheyenne Martin Turkey Giveaway Foundation. The Cheyenne Foundation they gave away over 200 turkeys. I able to MC and host that, so I had a good time doing that, Scott. Nice. I also had a chance to hang out with uh, a good a good friend of mine, Marsha. Uh, owner proprietor of MJ Steel City, and that's located in Pittsburgh, PA. Check it out, Google it. They have some of the best food. I listen, man. I got in town on on a Friday, and I stopped at a restaurant. And I ordered the pizza, and I also ordered the fish sandwich. I just wanted to try the pizza. Let me tell you, I didn't have to buy food for the rest of the weekend. It was so much food, man. I was able to heat that doggone food up the rest of the doggone weekend and, and just ride out on it. So I got to give her some love. Also got to give my boy Tom Janicki some love. Uh, him and my younger brother played basketball together at Our Lady of Sacred Heart in Moon Township, Coriopolis, Pennsylvania. And uh, he gave me a cool T-shirt called, uh, and it's entitled, Beer We Go. Instead of Here We Go Steelers, it's Beer We Go Steelers. Hmm. Beer We Go. <laughs> So I got to give him some love because, you know, I'm a big T-shirt fanatic. And as always, you know, every time I go home, family shows me so much, so much love. Tashi Johnson, TJ, I mean, TJ to DJ, as he's very, very well known, tapped me on the shoulder while I was in town and said, hey, why don't you come over and do this event with me for the AKAs, uh, their annual ball. And I was like, cool. So I had a chance to MC that as well. So I want to give a shout out, much love to TJ, to DJ, Tashi Johnson. Uh, he's doing big things in Pittsburgh. I mean, from movies, I mean, he's working on another movie right now. I mean, his first movie, he self-funded, shot it all throughout Pittsburgh. It's a great, great, you know, opportunity for him. And I uh, just, just want to show them some love. And as always, want to give love to my family. Appreciate y'all for supporting me while I do this thing. And, uh, you know, I don't know what else I can say, Scott, except stay tuned because we're going to be doing some straight up hitters. Can't wait. Especially this next one. I'll tell you right now. I don't think they're ready. I want to give them a little hint. Oh, okay. I'm just going to give them a regional hint. I'm just going to give them a regional hint. I bet. Midwest. Midwest. Midwest, we're coming for you. I know we've been hearing on the Facebook page as well as on the IG page. And on Twitter, when y'all going to start moving around? Y'all been West Coast, Texas, you know, East Coast, of course. When y'all going to hit the Midwest? So Midwest, we're coming for you. Let me see if you're ready for who we're about to break down. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not going to give any hints because I got a big mouth. <laughs> and I'll give it up. But uh, check it right. out, man. I'm, uh, I'm going uh, to send this thing out the only way I know how, man. I just want to give... Um, you know, much love, much respect to a tribe called Quest. That's Q-Tip, Fife Dog, Jerobi, and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. You know, you guys came together and, um, you know, showed a lot of us, you know, including myself, what hip-hop is and what it's about through your message, through your production, through your image, you know, through your service to the hip-hop community, to the culture. I just want to say, you know, from the Light Podcast, from John and I, we appreciate y'all. 
you know, if you're listening, you know, please, you know, understand that we appreciate you. You know, we, we love your music. We have a sincere love for it. And, um, you know, you created something, you know, that, that a lot of us stand behind and use as examples of what real hip hop is. So much love, much respect from the Life Podcast. Peace. Three minus four. They want some, but see, I create sounds that make your ears go numb. Peace to share zap, yeah, you know how we go. My best friend Steven at the Home Depot. Rural tenders in the house, I can't forget Southside. Walk past some seas like that girl did the far side. I'm labeled as the cat's mouth, the MC with the know how. Act like you know, not now, but right now. Beast of the East on them seeds, I have a feast. I eat that ass like quiche, crack a smile like Shanice. Shit, I Jamaica scene, Jamaica Queens, but you can find me out in Georgia or anywhere in between. Now, if my partners don't look good, Malik won't look good. If Malik don't look good, the quest won't look good. If the quest don't look good, the Queens won't look good. But since the sounds are universal, New York won't look good. Picture fight, losing a battle, come on, get off it. Put down the microphone, son, surrender, forfeit. Did I hear something about a crew? What they want to do, you better call Mr. Babyface so he can bring out the cool in you. Or it'll be a sad love song being sung by Tony Braxton. And I'll dissect you like a fraction. Or you want to be tough at them seeds, I'll pop you like a zit. You want to be the champion, more like Chief some shit. Big up myself every time when it comes to this. MCs be running scared as if they watching an exorcist. I kick more game than a crackhead from Hempstead. My style's a milk, man, you think that I was breastfed. You know the stealer when the dicky dog is on the scene. I dedicate this to all the MCs out of Queens. That goes for Onyx, LL, Run, DMC, Akineli, Nasty Nas, and the Extra P. We be the trotting up and down, man, they ain't no other. Enough respect to all my beats that made the album cover. Yo, Tip, don't worry, none. You know I get the party jumping. Get on the mic and break them off a little, little something. Yo, Tip, don't worry, none. You know I get the party jumping. Get on the mic, my man, and break them off a little something. Recognize me, kids memorize me. Every day I be scrounging, really I be lounging. I play the download, very, very incognito. Aries is my sign, I know that I could rhyme. Sometimes I rhyme in riddles, plus I make the honeys wiggle. Intellect is the major, some heads like the wager. The skills on the hill, overlooking dollar bills. Man, you're crazy, thinking you can phase me. The app doesn't study me, and nonsense money. Life seems to need me. MCs seem too cheesy with their duty ass renditions of defeat and competition. I rock to the room, man. Yes, I'm a soul man. Bet your bottom dollar video will make you holler as you stand at attention. Did I forget to mention? MCs will give me 20 if I sense that they act funny. Limits are abundant. Right there, I sound redundant. Just mentioning the fact that the area is fat. I dwell in the under. So, honey, it's no wonder that I'll get plenty of tail. While I even get white, I'm a bank hitting head crack. There, money, take that. Breaking niggas off, cut the bank, then I'm off. All my nights match my little hat. Beat joint is mad fat. Got the cutter of the box. If a kid think he's ox for TME's creator, the poetry relator is him like Betsy Ross. Let me tell you who's the boss. Jersey got us, Bronze got us, and Allen got us, Long Allen got the zone. Jersey got us, Brooklyn got us, Bronze got us, and Allen got us, Long Allen got the zone. Jersey got us, Brooklyn got us, Bronze got us, and Allen got us
got us, Philly got us, Milwaukee got us, LA got us, Hotel got us on. Get down, Jack. <laughs>